when I worked at Cheesecake, the secret shoppers were people who were undercover guests. And they had a whole checklist of things you had to do as a server. With that job in particular, there's a ton of little things you have to do with every table. And the way to make sure people did them regularly was to have secret shoppers come. So these are people who are getting paid like 100 bucks to go to the restaurant and just have a normal experience, order food. So basically, they're rats. They're rats, yeah. They're paid rats. Paid rats? Yeah. Would you want that job? Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Today's the weekly chat. James, you got a phone call about like a murder investigation or something? Oh, last, that was, yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that? Like, were you under investigation or? That's that's a pretty interesting topic to start with. I totally spaced about that. That, that was like two weeks ago. I think I was just, I think you were playing like Hogwarts Legacy and I was just like eating food or something in the as living do, room, yeah. as I do often constantly eating and i got a phone call from a, a non-contact number i never answer never ever Me answer I, yeah usually because it's just some random state some random city somewhere it's a telemarketer or it's some scammer trying to get you or, or whatever yeah i never answer phone calls unless it's in my contacts but the second call back i will answer because usually that it could be an emergency it could be someone i know calling from a different phone number i'll check the voicemail and it's all te- it's in text now with your yeah. phone so i'm just like what is this voicemail so i they didn't even leave voicemail they just called me once i did i ignored it and then they called me again i'm like all right this is not this is something so i answered it and some some guys on the other line and he's like hey is this james devaney i'm like i'm like yeah he's like hi i'm with the uh, los angeles county's attorney's uh, district attorney Office did your heart drop? <laughs> it, was so, it was weird. I was like, well, not exactly, because I still thought I was a scam. He's like, I'm yeah. with the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, and we're trying to find the whereabouts of this random person, this name. And I'm like, oh. Um, and he said that there was a murder investigation as well. <laughs> I'm like, at first, then I'm like, am I a suspect? <laughs> Should I call a lawyer? I'm like, I haven't, I don't think I've murdered anybody <laughs> recently. But like, what if someone took my DNA from the gym and like put it somewhere? Who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm obviously like, I'll I'll listen to them what he w- wants from me, but I'm still going to be defensive. <laughs> Should I call a lawyer? Um but also, it could be a scam. Yeah, yeah. Like, just because he says he's a cop or, or a detective. I think he was a detective. Uh-huh. And so then he was asking me some questions about this random person that I've never heard of before. And so there's this person who's wanted for murder who used to live in this house years ago. I've been in this house since 2016. And sometimes, like, if you've moved into a, a home before, like, it, I don't know if it happens very often with apartments, but sometimes you'll get mail with some random people's names on it, and you don't know why. We do every week. But it's because people have lived at that address in the past, and they've moved, and sometimes if they're on, like, a mailing list or, or something, their info is still out there as this address. You'll get, like, a random envelope from, like, Visa for a credit card for, like, Michelle Jones, and you're like, who the <laughs> fuck is Michelle Jones? <laughs> so I think that's they're just trying to find out where this guy is because he used to live at this address, and he's wanted for murder. And he's like, do you, do you know him? I'm like, I have never heard of that person in my life. He's like, how long have you lived there? And I told him, I'm like, I've, I've been here for, for about six years. He's like, you've never lived with him before? I'm like, no, I've never. <laughs> he's not your best friend. I, I don't know him at all. He's like, y- y- do you live with people? I'm like, yeah, I live with two people right now. And so basically that was all, all it was. He just wanted to find the whereabouts of this person who's wanted for murder who used to 
reside in this home. And then I was like looking out the windows. I'm like, is he coming back? I'm like, but no, it's been probably a decade since he's lived here. He yeah, knows yeah, where yeah. he is. Yeah. But it was just weird to get a call from a detective investigating a murder and like trying to get information from you is wild. Yeah, he was just checking all the boxes, and so I'm. It's pre- it's pretty funny. Like you you like we're, like if you get pulled over by a cop or you feel cops driving behind you, you're like, what if they arrest me? Like you get paranoid, bro. Just I got, from cars. When was the last cop time you got pulled you. over? Years ago for speeding. I think it was 2016, something like that. I was only going 75, and I got pulled over. And what? Uh, and on the freeway in, in LA? Yeah, on the freeway. Well, that's above the speed limit, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but were you going with the flow of traffic, or what were you doing? It was just empty freeway, man. Oh, that's how they get you. There's no one. There was no one near. Were you all the way to the left? This is a two-lane freeway. So maybe, you, maybe they were bored. <laughs> <laughs> they were bored. <laughs> I got to get something going today. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. <laughs> gotta put something on the books. I <laughs> was not speeding. Dude's was... playing Angry Birds in his cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I was pissed. I was like, is he pulling me over? What? What? <laughs> what highway was it? The 110? It was up north. It was on the 5, I think, uh, oh. going up north uh, to, like, uh, to like I think, Lancaster area or something like that. Mm. Somewhere like that, yeah. Or up north, um, up above Malibu, something like that, maybe. One of those. How much was the ticket for? It's fucking, it was like 200 bucks. Dude, tickets are insane in yeah. LA and California. Well, they're, highway tickets are, speeding tickets are high as hell anyways. Yeah. Parking tickets in LA, they're like $85, which is crazy. There's it's like 70, another tax. $73. It's literally yeah. another tax on the lower middle class because lower middle class, the people who mo- drive mostly and park mostly, and like they just keep taxing. It's like, if you ever thought about it like that, it's like a second tax. Or like a, a secret tax in a way. It's just a way of them just milking more money out of us. $86 if you're parked outside our house on Thursday mornings from, from 8 to 10. It's crazy because street sweeping comes. Because in Massachusetts, tickets were what? Like 18, 20 bucks? 20, 25 bucks here and there. It's okay. It, it's probably gone up since then. But when you get a ticket in LA, it like ruins your week. Like if, you, if you're not doing well financially, which I've been there before, a yeah. parking ticket, like I might not be able to pay rent this month. It's, it's, it's insane. It's terribly expensive and I don't understand why it costs so much money. Oh, I understand why. It's the second tax. It's oh, yeah. another tax. <laughs> they like the government likes our money. They like our money. I got pulled over, I want to say, what was it, like a year and a half ago? What that did was, you do? That was the last time I pu- got pulled over. I went right on a no turn on oh, red. Oh, I know what intersection you're talking about. And coming home from Whole Foods. It, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. You were so excited. I had to get those dark chocolate <laughs> almonds home, man. But of course, every time a cop's driving behind me or pulled or has pulled me over, immediately like going into like shit my pants mode terrified like <laughs> trying to stay calm like okay okay, okay. and you're embarrassed because they're that street in particular there's it's a lot of lots of traffic everyone's driving past you like there's look at this loser got pulled over two very busy lanes of traffic so i'm sure hundreds of people drove by you and everybody looked at you yeah it's just it's <laughs> both really embarrassing and your adrenaline is jacked and yeah. this was like 2021 like covid everyone's like weird being in public is odd Everyone's on edge. And so, like, obviously, well, a lot of you probably know our brother's uh, uh, lieutenant detective. He's a police officer. And so he's always, like, told us, like, no matter what's happened, if you've been pulled over or dealing with a cop, the best thing to do, like, tells you the best things to do if you've been in that situation. Everyone's been pulled over. It sucks. It's scary. But, you know, if you just do, like, what the best thing for the situation to make sure it goes smoothly 
and remain calm, it's the safest outcome usually. And so basically he he always has taught us just have your information ready, your license, and make sure you have your um, registration ready to go. But don't be like tinkering in your car while they're in the back and the cruiser running your plates and running your information. Don't be like going through bu- like too many. Like you don't want to get them on edge because yeah. <laughs> it's scary, man. Dudes have guns. You're acting like people have like shelves in their car. Dude, some people are in there like they're like going through shit. Like then the cops can be like, don't open too many drawers. What's he doing in that glove box? He's been there for five minutes. He's probably got drugs in there or something. But he always taught us like have that stuff ready to go. Don't give it to them immediately. Only give it to them if they ask. But like best thing you can do, shut your car off, roll your window down, have your hands on the steering wheel. Just right there. That that'll help de-stress the situation for both parties involved in a pullover. And that's that's what I always do. And but still you're still like, Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Don't like, arrest me. Don't like, arrest me. There's the one cop talking to you in the in the driver's window, then his then the partner's like behind the car to the right, like looking through the windows like Oh, I swear I'm not doing anything. <laughs> it's terrifying. But that's the one that's He's one angry bird stuffed animals. Th- that's <laughs> that was just always the great advice that our brother gave us is to always just have your information ready, hands on the steering Answer wheel. Answer respectfully. And yeah. just it's the best way to get through the situation. Yeah. They don't want to be pulling you over. You don't want to be pulled over. It's just part of living life <laughs> in the modern world is getting pulled over by cops. And it's still just it's last like 10 hours I feel like <laughs> it felt like a day that I was pulled over because <laughs> they're like behind you running all your information for like an hour you're like what if they find something like, I have I not paid my taxes are they gonna take me away my ice cream is melting in the trunk <laughs> fuck but like also it's like, yeah like what's he what's he find did he find anything on me what, what did I got did I do something terrible I don't remember what's going on <laughs> like all what, what I spent 15 minutes god forbid I got like 10 parking tickets a couple speeding tickets in my record that's about it mm-hmm. so like what are they doing back there? But they're running all your info, background check. They have access to all that on their computer. It's scary. It's scary, it's scary. as fuck every time. It's scary. But, I want, I, but it's important to know your rights, but also to if you want to maintain like a, a, a de-escalated experience and like a, try to make it as stress-free as possible. Like There's protocols, I think, for people that they mm-hmm. really should know, but also know your rights as well. Yeah. That, that speeding ticket I got, I actually got out of it, not completely, but... So I forgot about it, and then I got a late fee, like a few months later, and it, they jacked the late. The late fee was up to like four hundred eighty bucks, oh five hundred bucks for the speeding ticket, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't afford this. <laughs> I can't afford this." And like you literally couldn't pay it. I literally couldn't pay it, and so I called. I called the number, whatever like the LA Gov number was, and I, I spoke to this woman, and I was like. I just got this late fee for this ticket and I never got the original ticket. I didn't even know that I had a ticket. There must have been a mistake with the mail because I would have paid it on time if I got the original ticket. Like, is there anything we could do about it? And I was like in a panicked voice and I was like very upset. And then she was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about the late fee. I'm going to take it off. (laughs) So you just have to pay like the original price. And so I got out of like the extra like 300 bucks of a charge. And now Anthony's going to be audited by the IRS. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to get pulled over. (laughs) My my ticket was $286. Woo. No turn on red. It was insane. Damn. Well, that's it a, was. A, I mean, I did. That's break. a bad one to turn red on. Yeah, I did break the law because that one in particular, that intersection, they have. There's a real reason that sign's there. Yeah, because it's elevated and you can't quite see th- to the left. 
incoming no, yeah, traffic. Yeah. It's there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. and the and that the tr- incoming traffic from the left, it's pretty far away from the streetlights. So any cars that are already moved, they're about to cross. They're go- pr- going pretty quickly. So it's a dangerous turn to take a right turn on yeah, red. Yeah, I didn't fight or anything. Like I was like, ah, oh, basically like I, I, I was like, I got yeah. caught. Like how many times did you take that right before you got busted? Fifty percent of the time. Really? Yeah. Oh my! I, I've never taken that right turn. But I'm usually very safe about it. I go really slow. But now I'll never turn right on or no turn on red. Never, ever, ever, ever. So if you're not, if I don't know if other countries have this in Europe or whatever in Canada, there's some intersections. There's a sign that says no turn on red because at an intersection, if you're at a red light. You can take the right if you stop, like the same amount of time as a stop sign. You can take a right into the into the other lane of traffic and left if you're crazy. So a lot of most intersections you can take a turn on red unless it says no turn on red, which I was like, I had my GTA hat on. <laughs> I remember this one time I picked you up because you got really drunk and you needed a ride home. And I remember, like, we were driving, I was driving you home, and we were at a red light, and you were like, why are you being such a bitch? Just go. <laughs> and it was a left, I would have had to take a left. I, we, we were turning left. It was red. Granted, it was it was late at night. There's really no one on the road. But you were like, just take the turn, man. Just go left. It's just a red light. I was like, dude, I'm not. Going through a red light because you want to get home faster by five seconds. You're were, you were like, you're being such a baby. Just, just a left turn. Like nobody's here. Just go. It was so funny. The funny thing is, I like never even go through yellows. <laughs> yeah, you're you slow down when it's I'm green. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I, I'll like, it's I still I can green and you're feel slowing it turning down. green. Yeah. And I'm like, I better, I better hit those brakes. <laughs> I better get ready. When you approach a green light, you slow down. Like, are you sure you're gonna stay green? <laughs> but it was so funny. You were like belligerent. Like, just go through the fucking light you're a different person man <laughs> different human being <laughs> it was so funny it was right off the two when you uh take the left um uh, right off the two <laughs> the ten take the two to the, the one ten, ten to the five the californians what are you doing <laughs> what here? are you doing here but yeah moral of the story i hate getting pulled over it's very stressful i doubt anybody likes it i don't think anyone does at all <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless you like a want to kill some people ain't nobody like hey thank, hey man it's great to see you <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> been waiting all month for you guys i've been driving like a madman all day <laughs> i need to be stopped <laughs> unless it was like they had like secret shoppers but like secret pedestrians <laughs> like they're testing cops <laughs> well, explain a secret shopper for people to understand. When I worked at Cheesecake, the secret shoppers were people who were undercover guests, and they had a whole checklist of things you had to do as a server. Do they have like earpieces on? They're no. like, <laughs> no, Jesus Christ, that's, that's Jason. That's Bourne. Jason Bourne. <laughs> He's ordering the the red velvet cheesecake. But there, with that job in particular, there's a ton of little things you have to do with every table throughout their experience there, and they're adamant that you have to do them all. And the way to make sure people did them regularly was to have secret shoppers come. So these are people who are getting paid like hundred bucks to go to the restaurant and just have a normal experience, order food. Um, they generally will always order like an app, an entree, a des- and dessert, and drinks and stuff. So they get every part of the menu because they want you to do your steps for every part of a person's uh, dining experience. And there's they have a huge checklist of like a hundred things. And you, you have to get a majority of them checked. And if you don't, you get uh, written up and you have a meeting with the manager. So basically, they're rats. They're rats. Yeah, they're paid rats. Paid rats? Yeah. Would you want that job? 
How how much how good? Well, is- I mean, you get paid to eat at Cheesecake Factory, but you're like ratting on people. Yeah, but I mean, you're trying to improve the experience, I guess. So it's all for the better good, but also for the you, greater good. If you get if you get written up three times, you're fired. Jeez. Yeah, for that. So if you fail, it's like a. Do you know like if you've had a secret shopper? Yeah, they, they let you, you know. Yeah, they let you know, and they either say they tell you how you did every time. So <laughs> sometimes you do excellent. I once one time I failed one. What'd you do wrong? I just didn't do anything <laughs> because it was a woman with three kids. <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way she's a secret shopper." <laughs> I was like, "It's just a mom's." The kids. kids were the secret shoppers. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so I let my guard down. <laughs> like whatever, just a bunch of fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> then after that, I was like, "A oh, fucking a." Now every, every that's the problem. Like in the back of your head, like everybody could be a secret shopper, so you're paranoid. Sounds very 1984. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucks with your head because then you. It's genius as people who run the the business because then it's a way of making people perform at their best as much as they can. Fear, fear, literally through fear, fear as a tool. It's terrible, Batman. So it's one of the reasons why I don't. Don't work there anymore. <laughs> corporations, man. <scary> corporations. <laughs> We're going to trick you into thinking that you're being judged by the corporation every time you serve so that you're afraid of losing your job. Exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. Every That's table. Nuts. every t- Anybody could be a secret shopper except for regulars. That's nuts, man. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. With regulars, you can just half-ass it, no problem. But like... What was the, what were like the silliest things that you would have to do at every table? Um, One of the most annoying things is... After they finished their meal, you had to do a dessert presentation. And obviously, cheesecake is famous for dessert desserts. Not just all they have obviously shit ton of cheesecakes, but they have a bunch of other desserts too. Strawberry shortcake is strawberry lit. shortcake is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's probably the best thing there. <laughs> but so, even if they didn't want dessert, you'd have to go. You'd have to approach the table and hold the menu out with the dessert menu already open to that page, and you'd have to advertise three items. And describe them all with like great adjectives and great detail. While you have seven other tables. While you have seven other tables, <laughs> and then these people are just looking at you like you're crazy. They're like, "We just want the cheesecake." <laughs> you had to do. You had to do. And this had, is if they want dessert. If they've said yes to it, or you no, do, you have to you do, do it, it regardless. You have to do it regardless. Wow. You have to. It's you have to do it. That was a big one because they. I mean, obviously, they probably make a shit ton of money on dessert because it's pretty cheap to make. So you have to you have to literally describe three of your favorites. What would you do? Uh, fucking, I would do <laughs> the original because it's just simple cheesecake, and then the coconut cream one was really good, and then probably I would mix it up too, like the um oh there was a really good white chocolate blueberry one, and uh macadamia nut one. Dolce de leche was good. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and I would I always often do the. The strawberry shortcake too. I remember we used, as a bartender, we would have to do that with drinks, like for the special drink of like the month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like that drink would be trash. Oh like, yeah. That the corporation came up with whoever made that recipe, whatever it is, like you know it's not that good of a drink, but they're making so much money off of it because it's just like cheap ingredients. Yeah. But you have to like really push it, and like they'll give like the winner of whoever has the most sales on the special drink or special item that month, like wins like a prize or something like that. But like every time, like I try to push it and I saw someone drinking it, I'd be like, there's no way they're enjoying that. <laughs> it's just like a bad recipe. That reminds me, remember the Italian restaurant I worked at Bertucci's? Yeah. The pizza place. Um, everyone that worked there fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was the only good one. And we did have a special thing. It was like, 
you had to you had to get people to sign up with emails. So that was the thing. You had to ask. They had like these special cards, and it was basically they're just building a big email list essentially for the restaurant chain. And this is a chain. It's not a huge corporate chain, um, but it was pretty popular. There were a bunch of uh, a bunch of restaurants all over New England of this of yeah, Bertucci's. Dozens, dozens of Bertucci's. Yeah. Um, but and so there was this like month long contest of who could get the most uh, email signups. It was like a two week contest who could get the most email signups because it was you actually you had to do a lot. You had to ask them to like, hey, can I get your email? Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot to ask of a table. Crazy dude. And people are like, I'm just here to eat fucking pizza, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the winner it was like a two hundred dollar gift card was the for the winner, so it was a big prize. And I absolutely fucking decimated it. <laughs> I got like 30 and nobody else got like more than five. And so everybody started behind their backs. And I I found this out after the fact until it, it ended in this one thing. But everybody thought I was cheating and just writing down random emails and handing them in. And I would never do that. It's called envy. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, ex- exactly. So... Uh, I didn't know it, but people were talking about my back, and they were all like, "Oh, he's cheating. He's he's signing up." It, it, the real fact of the matter was, they're all lazy as fuck, and they just didn't, <laughs> they didn't want to do it. They just didn't want to do it. That's what it was. They just didn't want to do it. And I was I, I could be a very personable guy. You're you're very charming. Yeah. If I have to be. If you you can turn it on, if man. I, and you're I, like you're like a different human. <laughs> you're like I am Anthony, human. Char- Let me turn on the charm. Charming. Hey, 2. what's 0. up, bro? Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Welcome to Bertucci's. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your email? Yeah. And then, like, people just really liked me because, I mean, oh, it was just... It's okay. You're a dope guy. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you can say it. It's like, yeah, people like me. I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that, but I, I feel like I could be pretty personable if I, if I have to be. You made sure that people had a good experience. Exactly. I, I actually cared about people enjoying their dining experience because you wanted a good tip yeah i wanted a good tip <laughs> exactly i went above and beyond for every table I that's could. what so many servers when they complain about their crappy tips and i watch them serve or bartend i'd be like they, yeah it's because you fucking suck because you walked up to the table and said what do you want you, it's like their drinks are empty their you, their tables are full of dirty yeah. dishes like that's why i get good tips or yeah. other people get good tips is because you're fucking a good server absolutely and then if the table likes you they will really they can give you a nice tip so it was, it's just win-win to just do as good of a job you can. But I was always surprised in, in working restaurants how many people I worked with who just didn't give a shit. And then they would complain about, you know, not making enough money and always messing up tables and getting complaints. I'm like, dude, it's fucking – it's so easy. You just have to, I mean, just be willing to, you know, just do the work. And so apparently this was going on for uh, the whole two week period of people just talking about me behind my back, and eventually they were they a few people told the managers that they thought you were cheating. That they thought I was what? cheating, and so we had a meeting about it. Are and, you serious? And I got accused of cheating. Did I never tell you this? I don't think so. I got accused of cheating, and I basically said I was like, "This is ridiculous. I would never cheat. This is bullshit. I earned all these. If I, if you don't want to give me the prize, I don't even care. I don't even want the prize. I I can't believe that." I mean, everybody's accusing me of cheating, and I—I I, these are all real emails. Go ahead and email them, and I was—I was so pissed, and I, I quit like a, I think two weeks later. That's so freaking petty. Because I couldn't even—I couldn't even deal like working with these people anymore. Because the prize is only two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, to a lot of people, that's a lot of money, especially for service. So at the time, you're probably like, I want that two hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. But 
it's so petty to think that you're like secretly like making up email accounts or like they probably thought you were at home like creating Gmail yeah. or creating Yahoo's yeah. for this prize. And then because you're so bad at do not you, but the other people are so bad at, at getting emails. Yeah that they couldn't get any, that the only explanation that Anthony's doing good at this is because he's cheating. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. That's freaking I couldn't, wild. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. My goodness. And I, 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 I uh, left not like less than two weeks later. Cause it's I, just Bertucci's. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the, the managers believed me because they knew I was like the best worker there in the front of the house because a lot of the back house people bust their asses, you know, and, and they're good good dudes and gals back there. Um. But then I just I couldn't even stand being around those people anymore. It's really toxic being in yeah. restaurants for a long period of time. Yeah, I I found like similar experiences from just people there that have been there were there for so long, and then it's just they're unpleasant to be around a lot of the times. And there's a lot of talk behind people's backs in restaurants. So it's, it's wild yeah, the drama that's created. It's so clicky. They should make reality shows about restaurants and like the servers. They and should. Stuff. That's what yeah. they should be filming, not yeah. like the putting a bunch of people in a in a house. And there's, there's a lot of shit that goes on, especially because like. You'll all go out together, and then there'll just be random bullshit drama all the time. And there's there's always drama. I remember when, before I left uh, the restaurant I was working at. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When we moved to LA, the Chicago Grill. Yeah, Chicago. Who knows? Who knows Chicago Grill. Um, Deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, it was actually fucking great. It was delicious. Yeah. And they started implementing these electronic tablets on the tables and at oh, the I bar. Remember, and yeah. at the bar too. I so out of nowhere, like corporate decided, just like we're gonna do this new program. So <laughs> every table and every seat at the bar. And the bar I, I worked at it was a big oval bar. What twenty seats, something like that. Yeah. Full full bar too. That's yeah. like you order food and everything there covered with all these goddamn huge tablets now and so they were there because they had entertainment for kids like games as well as you could order you could not order something like start a check but you could if you have an open check you can add something to what you've already ordered like if the server or bartenders opened up a table for you on the system and they've already ordered you food you can like add like an appetizer on nowhere or you can just add something and then also at the end of the experience after they paid there was a five-star rating. And so that became, it was like a war zone of people trying to get good ratings oh because basically the the managers in corporate were using that five-star rating, judging you on your performance, basically. And some people obviously were better than other people at serving or, or at their jobs. It happens in every business. But a lot of people were getting these ratings that just like didn't make sense. And it was, mm. it was really, it kind of deflated the morale in the restaurant because now like you have like this every day they would they would even put it on the chart like like they would update the list every day oh of your God. rating for like that week. wait it was on public display public display for everyone what? to see so that you, everyone could see your performance and you could see their performances like you were like a, i was like i think i averaged like a four six uh-huh. while they were doing this whole program i was, like, I was always in like above four and a half were you in like the top three usually top three top five <clears throat> But then, like, some people would be, like, in the twos and threes. Oh, or, and I'd be like, how are you getting, like, an average of a two on, on your ratings? But still, it's just like, do you really want the, everyone else to see that? That I think that's terrible. That just turns people against each other. Absolutely. And also, I mean, I understand that you want to get people to motivate them to do better. But, like, 
that must be demoralizing if you're in the bottom barrel of the list. I mean, yeah. that'd be like if you're in school and every test or quiz you take, the teacher publicly posts your exactly, grade. Exactly, yeah. That would make a lot of people feel really insecure. If, every, if everybody saw everyone's grades for every test out in, out on the wall. I thought it was a crappy system. That's horrible. And then you're literally like begging people. To, then you have to do a whole spiel of like, oh, if you could like leave a five. It's kind of like what we do with the podcast. If you could leave a five-star <laughs> review, that'd be great. <laughs> like, it's come please, full circle. Please leave a five-star review. You never escaped the reviews. I just, this just hit me out of nowhere. The five-star review has been following me. Holy crap. Oh, man. That's it was funny. like your fucking ass if you were getting bad ratings. Like uh-huh. you, Some people were losing their job because their scores were so low. I bet. I bet. I understand, like motivation, and also you got to figure out who's not doing a great job. Exactly, you got to cut though. I mean, you're running a business. And if, if you're averaging a if one people star, people are performing really badly. How could you tell? If you're because you're, you're not working with besides the, customers complaints, exactly. Like you can't really tell. So I understand them trying to gauge that, but I think putting it up for everyone to see is really where I would draw the line. Man, I don't miss it. It's good money. The hours are wild, but. I don't really. I don't miss it too much. I, I like. I like making drinks though. Making drinks is fun. Yeah, you and always like, get so excited when you make drinks for us. And sometimes, like you're, you're like it's bobbing, like a busy your night, bobbing and right you're now. like in a rhythm, and you're making drinks, popping bottles, pouring beers, you're like spitting glasses. Because twenty seat bar plus making drinks for the entire restaurant as well. And all the attention's on you. Everyone's like, look at that guy go. <laughs> look at you go. That's where the ego started. <laughs> oh, no, dude. No. Started way earlier. <laughs> the ego was late to bloom, but when it bloomed, it flourished. Bar- bartenders are the divas of restaurants. They can be big time. <laughs> big time. <laughs> we're, we're the cool kids. They're the most likely to be the, the divas. Cool, you make the most money. And like everyone wants that job, like being a bartender. Well, I, never, not everyone, I never wanted it. Well, it depends on the restaurant. Like yeah. the bartenders in my restaurant made the most money out of all the servers. Yeah, I just I always did what made the most money, and I've worked in restaurants where I had to do both. But yeah, from my other experiences, bartending wasn't worth it. There's just a lot of work to do. After, so much work. after like you finish your so shift. much work, so much responsibility, and man, it's just it's a different. It's a lot. It can be a lot, and especially if you're in a very busy bar. Yeah. Well, this week. Just to change the topic, we got something really exciting going on. Exciting going on today, actually. So we're we're partnering with Spotify for this awesome event they're doing called Stream On, and so I believe you can watch online, stream anywhere. You can see like their big slate and announcements of podcasts and music and new features for their app that they're launching because Spotify's changing th- some things up. They're gonna go heavy on video podcasts, so we've been working with them on making content. And, they're, they're actually going to use some of our content that we made for them for their big, like, broadcast event. Super excited. We're going to go in person. It's in downtown L.A. to, like, watch this event live in person. But I believe you can stream it online anywhere in the world. It's just called Stream On with Spotify. I'm sure if mm-hmm. you can Google that, Google that, you'll find the link. So I'm super excited to see what they put together and, like, meet other podcasters at this event. It should be a blast. I believe it's it's mostly with for podcasting the whole event, maybe. The whole thing because... It's all the things they're going over are for podcasters and creators, and the presentations we're going to be seeing are regarding that. Uh, and then they're doing a few events during the day, but then they're doing a, a big uh, musical show at the Roxy in L.A. that night, too, and we got invited to that, too. Yeah, it's invite-only, sorry, so you can't just like show up sorry. or get tickets to it. But super excited that because we get to record also this, today. This is Wednesday that's happening. We're going to record. We're, record we're, we're recording right now. Yeah, so we're recording at Spotify again, which we just did that like a month and a half ago. So it's mm-hmm. so fun to be invited back to do that. And I was thinking for the episode, what if we do this idea I came up with 
last the other day. Remember, I, I said, what if we, for an entire podcast episode, try to piece together and put together a movie scene by scene from memory? I think it's a great idea. And I'm thinking, I asked on Twitter, like, what should we do? A lot of people said, like, obviously a bunch of Chris Nolan suggestions, Memento, Interstellar. Memento also, would be tough. Memento would be, yeah, that would be pretty difficult. But I I would love to try Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I would like to try Interstellar too. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe the Matrix as well. But I think it'd be a super fun episode. It'd probably be super funny and engaging and just ridiculous, but like a lot yeah. of fun. Because I try to I'm always like putting movies together in my head that I've seen before. Like sometimes you're just like doing something, like you're at the gym or you're wherever and you're just like in your head thinking about a movie and you're like going like scene by scene, like your favorite parts about it. Like have you ever done that? Yeah. So, I'm always I'm always playing scenes in my head. So I think it would be super fun to like vocally do that on uh, for an episode of the show. I but, think it, I think it'd be really fun. I, but I would say we don't know exactly how long we can record for tomorrow. Usually so, it's for a while. But it, so it might be better to do a Creed three review. No, they always let we, we can do as long as we want every time. Well, so the difference is on those cases we're the only ones there. No, they had other people. They have other people there. They've had like two other people there yeah. before. Well, I'll email but I'm, them. But I'm, what I'm saying is, tomorrow we don't know what if there's like a bunch of people recording, and then they give they put us they then they put a time limit on the session. I'll shoot an email. Yeah, so we'll ask. I'll send them an email because we do gotta do a Creed three review soon. Yeah, we as do well. Get, but yeah, true. And we could just do the Batman one next week. There's no there's no rush on that one, but I think the, we gotta get Creed out sooner than later. I'm super excited to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you are. But it's, we should. I think we should do Creed because it just came out. Creed three. Yeah. Now should we do a full like hour on it or like something short? What do you think? I think she just uh press record and see what happens, bro. Just let the magic happen. Yeah. <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> just just turn the camera on. Because we can because we can talk offhand about the other two as well. So I think if we we could hit an hour. Yeah, and the Batman begins. I don't know. Yeah, you may be right. I don't know how that long that would be. It might be a very long one. And also, I mean, I we gotta get Creed in. Is my what I think too. All right, so then if we do Creed, then we'll have that up for Thursday next week. Exactly, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. You got me, man. We can do the—it's uh, a great idea, but we can do the other ones anytime. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Because I don't think we're going to review Shazam, and I don't think we're going to— we, um, Yeah, I don't think we're going to do Shazam. Yeah, so. my my excitement for that movie is— Meh. Eh, 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 eh. But Creed was awesome, and uh, I, it did really well, and it seems like people are really liking it. I think it's going to have— a lot of word of mouth and be extremely successful and well received. Already so broke 100 mil global. Wow. So I think it's a good one to do. That's a good idea, man. All right, we're going to do Creed 3 at Spotify today during right our now. Spotify we just decided. creator session. We're, you know, we're in the past doing this episode right now. <laughs> but I'm super excited and, you know, we're, we're so grateful to be working with Spotify and stuff like this. It's blessed. It's, it's Hashtag really, blessed. It's really awesome. And it's only because of all you who listen to us every week, every day. We appreciate you all so much. I'm excited about the stream on stuff, and they're they're gonna be rolling out some new features on on their app. I don't want to give anything away. We yeah. we've had a couple of like discussions with some of their staff, giving our input and suggestions. Yeah, and they've actually asked us for advice. And so, not advice, but like input. Yeah, like hey guys, like what do you? <laughs> What, what, what would you do at Spotify? We need help, guys. What, we, <laughs> like, what should we do? <laughs> Spotify CEO is like, we need to reach out to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Those guys know what they're talking about. <laughs> we ain't that. We ain't that. D- d- no, tight, but, yeah. but they had. They gave us presentations and they also asked us for suggestions and input. Yeah, it's so, just cool to be on their yeah. lists of people that they do that stuff with. Yeah, it's. 
I like the Roxy. I haven't been to the Roxy in a while. It's a cool venue. It's been a while. We almost rented it for our live show, but it was seven thousand dollars. So no, it was it was. Uh, 12, oh, it was like thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> twelve thousand before the chairs. It was a thousand for the chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you want chairs? That's gonna be an extra thousand. They, oh, you need someone to set the chairs up. It's gonna be an extra four hundred. <laughs> it was uh, there was a seven hundred late loading fee. We're uh, like, what are we loading? <laughs> for, for, chairs for two cameras. <laughs> The crew fee was like eight hundred a crew person. Security fee was like a thousand. Security, yeah. It's like you're paying one guy up front. Like it's God just damn, a door guy. He ain't making that thousand dollars. That guy's making fifteen an hour, probably. In the whoever owns it, it's just they just milked it. They thought we they thought we were just like, well, it's the Roxy. We'll pay whatever. It wouldn't they have thought, been a good venue anyways. It would have been yeah. It's it a sexy been. venue. It's like in Hollywood. It's a cool location. It's hot, but. For what we did, it's so just hot right fit. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ch- it would have just been like folding chairs. Yeah, it would have been uncomfortable. Yeah, what we did was awesome. It was an actual theater. It was dope. It was a much better experience. Yeah, it worked out way better. But the Roxy's a cool place to like see live music and shows. Absolutely, not knocking on the venue, but knocking, but they have, knocking on the owner. Though. We'll be seeing. I don't know who we'll be seeing, but there'll be musicians performing. Musicians will be playing music. They said some of the youngest, the newest Spotify. Hitters, musicians hit, hits. like best I don't know I don't know anything about pop music so I don't know every either. time someone takes the stage I'll be like hey great job I don't know <laughs> anything about modern music honestly <laughs> outside of Hans Zimmer outside of Hans Zimmer <laughs> the live album lows it's lit oh my god it's so the live good awesome. it's so good the Dark Knight is oh the Dark Knight tracks are amazing the guitar solo on the Man of Steel track yeah, it's Man great. of Steel two yeah. It's absolutely insane. It's not Hans ripping guitar, but it's one of the best solos I've I've heard in a while. And I, I actually have the guy's name that was that played on it. So are they gonna play it like last time? No. <laughs> trying to play copyright His name's, music. Um, Guthrie Robert Govan, and he's been working with Hans for a while. Like this whole live concert that he's been doing and the recording, it's like people have been working on albums with him for for movies. So it's a lot of people he's been collaborating with it with for years. But this guy shreds so much on so many of these tracks he actually won 1993 guitarist of the year in the uk damn damn which is very cool but man holy crap like that guy yeah. shreds on this Hans Zimmer live album. And the pirates tracks are insane they're so good oh yeah, my god they, they did all the bangers the the Sherlock Holmes ones are awesome as well yeah those are fun they're so man it's awesome I would love to see him live hopefully he tours in America sometime in the next couple of years because He's only been around Europe. Well, we'll be in Europe next year. That's true. We that's have a wedding true. to go to. But, I mean, will he be touring? So that's, We'll find out. <laughs> it's like pretty pretty hard odds to hit. I'll, I'll check the calendar. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, if, he, if he came to America, that would be sick. I don't see why he wouldn't. He could do a huge tour here. Yeah. I would travel to any state to see him. Like, if he just picked one state to do, I'd be like, yeah. I'm there. He would do. If he was doing America, he'd go to California for sure. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, he, he fucking lives here, so. True. He. I mean, he probably... He'd probably do stuff like Red Rock, but as well as he could do stadiums. Oh, yeah. He could yeah. do stadiums for sure in America. Small stadiums. I don't know, man. I think he could sell it like Madison Square Garden. I don't know. I don't know. I that think he could. It. Yeah, you think dude. So? Comedians sell that place out. If comedians can, he can. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, okay, for for composers, he could do it maybe. Yeah, but I'm not sure. He he's a, a lot He's of a freaking rock star, dude. He is, but I don't know. I think that... There's a lot of people that live in New York and a lot of people that would travel to New York to see that. All right. You're probably right. He probably could. He probably could. I think so. so. I mean, it's a big deal to sell that out. It's a lot of people. It is. How many seats is it? Let's check. It's got to be like 50,000, right? Like, yeah, like 58,000 or something. Madison Square Garden. 
which is in New York. The garden. In, no, the garden. The garden, kid. Total seats. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Only. All right. So for boxing, it has a capacity of 18,000. Basketball, it's 19,000. So, yeah, it's not huge. Oh, never mind. Why is it always a big deal when people say they sell out Madison Square Garden? Probably because it's expensive as hell. So probably 20,000. 20,000 seats. That's not even that much. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, yeah, could, he could sell that up. He could do that. Dude, I'd buy like... I a, don't know why. I thought Madison Square Garden was like a shit ton of people. A lot of stadiums in, in professional sports in America, they they feel like they're a lot bigger than they actually are. Outside of like football stadiums are huge, but a lot of basketball and hockey arenas aren't as big in terms of the seat seats. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, basketball stadiums are not are never very large. They're never big. Because it'd be a terrible seat if you're like... <laughs> like so far away. Yeah, because I mean, a football field is massive compared to a hockey rink or a basketball court. Yeah, they're, or like even like a tennis court. Yeah, they're they're minuscule com- in comparison <laughs> to to a football field. <laughs> yeah, football fields are huge, but the college stadiums in America are the biggest. Oh yeah, the college football ones are massive. Yeah, big like time. over a hundred thousand seats for a lot of them. It's crazy. It's like a Penn lot of State, that's a massive one. Isn't like Alabama. I think that's the biggest one. It's like one hundred ten thousand seats for a stadium for football. What's uh their what's their slogan? Penn State. Yeah. Their slogan? Yeah. Penn State, beat them. I know. Our our friend <laughs> says it all the time. Um, Hold on, Like go. a motto? Yeah, their motto. Penn State. I don't know, Anthony. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and look it up on the Google sphere, on the interwebs? We are Penn State. We are. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We are. We are. We are Penn State. This is like what they say. Nice, dude. I went to a Penn State uh, game at a Penn State bar uh, a few months ago, and I was the only one watching the game. Everyone else was just getting fucked up with more money. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I went with her and all her friends, and they're all Penn Staters, and it was like a big game. And they're like, "Oh, we're going to the Penn State bar," and the bar was had signs everywhere, and the game was playing on a bunch of TVs. And there were so many Penn State people; you could tell they were all wearing their their merch and stuff. I swear to God. I was the only one watching the game. It's a drinking party. <laughs> they were all just getting fucking trashed. That's what you do at Penn at, State. At 12 p.m. <laughs> Those big colleges, man. They're yeah. huge party schools. I was like, you guys aren't even watching the game. <laughs> They're like, oh, I've been watching it. Couldn't <laughs> no, name yeah. five players. <laughs> you have no idea what just happened in this quarter. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the quarterback's having a great year. <laughs> don't even know his name. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I was like, oh, no one's even watching this. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I think that wraps the weekly chat. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thanks so much again. Check out Stream On for Spotify today. I don't know if the event's being broadcast live, or you could probably watch it after it goes live. It's 10 a.m. Pacific time is when it's happening. We'll be there in person at the event, but I'm sure you'll be able to see some of our content that we made for them on the broadcast, which will be super fun. Oh, yeah. So don't check that out if you want. We can see your shining face on the big screen. (laughs) Well, it's on like a, it'll be on a smartphone. Well, I mean, we'll be able to see it. Oh, like there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They're not going to have just someone holding up an iPad. Here it is, guys. No, I thought you meant for the other people. (laughs) No, I mean, at the event. That'd be cool. It'll be on a big screen. I hope we make, well, I mean, I hope we actually make the cut. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) They told us we would. Yeah. They're great. Um, well, I love, we love Spotify and Anchor. They're episode awesome. tomorrow is going to be an awesome one. We did something different. We're going to talk about the box office, what it means, how it pertains to studios, movie theaters making money, how much money a movie needs to become profitable, misconceptions about box office halls, misconceptions about studios and marketing and 
film distribution, just breaking down kind of a lot of the the stuff that a lot of people don't really know about for for movie releases. And our chosen one patron, Ben Cook, was a guest on the episode as well. Oh he yeah, did a fantastic job. He hopped in at the intermission, then yeah. we talked a little more about it. It's it so a two hour episode. Yeah, it was that was epic. a good one. Epic. Yeah. So thanks, Ben, for being a chosen one patron. Any of you become can become patrons as well by going to patreon.com. I like how you like pointed to me. <laughs> No, my hand's just open. <laughs> like a beggar. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of you can be like a kneeling outside of the Vatican. Please leave those five star <laughs> reviews. Please, please, please. Um anyone can become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. We have five tiers, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty-five dollars, and chosen one at a hundred dollars. Everyone gets awesome perks. You all get access to a weekly bonus episode that we do. 25 and 100 dollars tiers you get your own custom episode you pick a topic we'll do it for you the 10 dollars tier is the minimum to be entered into our discord and get the access to that link where you can be part of our incredible film community that we have developed with our friends and fans on the discord and then 100 dollars tier you also get an awesome perk of coming on the show after three months and doing a fun guest segment so that keeps the lights on for the show literally Patreon is the source of how we're able to do this every day. So thank you so much to everyone who is a patron. Appreciate you all so much. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.